1: To another episode of on the road edition hosted by stevie kim each week she travels to incredible wine destinations interviewing some of the italian wine scene's most interesting personalities talking about wines the foods as well as the incredible travel destinations
2: okay i feel like we need a little bit of christmas egg hello everyone my name stevie kim and i am not alone today It is a Christmas special with the Italian Wine Podcast Mods. This is the Mod Squad special for Christmas. And we have everybody here. We have Juliana. Ciao, Juliana. Ciao, Stevie. I have the show notes of your very long bios, but we won't be doing that because everybody knows who you are. (laughs) Give it to me in one sentence who you are, Juliana Colangelo from California. (laughs) Who I am. Yes,
3: Wine communications in California, New York, and Venetoli, Italian wine ambassador.
2: Excellent. And Juliana Colangelo is the mod for Monday series, which is called Masterclass with U.S. Wine Market. And then on Tuesday we have our buddy Mark Millen, wine, food, and travel. And we've been doing this for about a couple of years now already. Shoot, I can't believe that. I discovered Mark on Clubhouse. Mark, tell us about yourself. By the way, is your
4: book ready? What's going on with your book? My book is in production. It's in page-proof stage now, so I'm working on that. And it's going to be published on April 18th. So that's been a big project.
2: Oh, it's exciting. You'll just miss the Vinitoli launch.
4: Well, I hope to bring out copies, so... I'll have some coffees to bring out.
2: Yeah, and you'll have to launch it at Wine to Wine then.
4: Yeah, that would be great.
2: But Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself in one sentence.
4: Okay, I'm a wine, food and travel writer. I've been doing this for a very long time. As you know, Stevie, my first book came out in 1982. It's more than 40 years that I've been writing about Italian wine and, and food and enjoying it. And it's uh, great to be part of the Italian Wine Podcast team because so many exciting things are happening in the world of Italian wine. And the Italian Wine Podcast really helps us all to keep on top of all the exciting things that are happening.
2: Mog, you forgot to say you were Korean.
4: Well, I was... I, I, I'm... Um, <laughs> i've got a i'm a mixed uh, i'm a very mixed background i was born in mexico stevie and i don't that's crazy i actually didn't know that you were born in mexico yeah i spent my childhood running up and down the pyramids of teotihuacan where my father was an archaeologist and my mother came from hawaii via korea through her mother and my father's french so i got a and i live in england
2: yes okay i think that's more than one sentence by the way i don't think i was heard to juliana juliana do you want to add anything
3: <laughs> sure i will add that you know my background as in communications has been predominantly in california in the last 7 years but my love for wine started with italy working at italy in new york over a decade ago
2: that's when i met you you were little Literally.
3: Yeah, I was still in college. It was a long time ago. But that's where, you know, I got initially immersed in the world of Italian wine and all things Italian. So I am just very happy to be back in the world of Italian wine with the Italian wine podcast and with the Via community as well. Okay.
2: And then on to Wednesday, we have, of course, our in-house podcaster, Cynthia Chaplin, She actually took over from Rebecca Lawrence. I don't know if you guys remember that we had started the series called Voices way back in Jan 21. And then Cynthia took over. When did you take over, uh, Cynthia? I can't remember.
5: I took over in November 2021.
2: Okay, great. And of course, Cynthia is our Italian wine ambassador. Most of them are. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your series?
5: Sure. So I host Voices on Wednesday, and Voices focuses on DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion in the wine industry. So I get to talk to all kinds of interesting people with very unique perspectives who often don't have space to speak out about their challenges or their achievements. So it gives me a really, really great opportunity to have some conversations that are utterly fascinating.
2: Thank you. Listen, is Leica with you or she's on a separate line? I'm
0: here. I'm with Julia.
2: Okay, so Laika, how do you say your last name? Caparas. Kaparas.
0: Yeah.
2: Laika is from Philippines and she has taken over as the Italian wine podcast producer. So, so you tell us about Thursday and Friday okay, and Saturday. Okay,
0: um, so for Thursday, we have Clubhouse Ambassador's Corner. It's our matchmaking. It's actually something that we started from the pandemic because Clubhouse has been one of the apps that was normally used during that period. And then we just kept going. And I think we are around... I don't know, more than 100.
2: Yeah, we have way past that.
0: Yes, even past that. And then so we are doing that on Thursdays. Also, another show on Thursdays is Wine to Wine Business Forum. So basically, it's the recordings of what we had in the Wine to Wine sessions. We're now starting with 2023 recordings. And also a couple of interviews that Cynthia did during the Wine to Wine last month. On to Friday. Oh, one more. One more for Thursday. So we also did a stint on Slow Wine, 2023 in Bologna. That's when Joy and Cynthia and you also, Stevie, you interviewed a couple of benchmark producers from the Unplugged Book 2.0. And so we are publishing them on Thursdays as well.
2: Those are too many months ago. I can barely remember that. Seriously. I can barely remember yesterday
0: so much yes exactly but that was just two days with so many (laughs) interviews (laughs) then um, we also have Fridays with Professor Adelio Sienza
1: are you enjoying this podcast don't forget to visit our YouTube channel Mama Jumbo Shrimp for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond meeting winemakers eating local foods and taking in the scenery Now, back to the show.
2: Why didn't we invite Shinsa?
5: That's what I was going to (laughs) say. And also because he doesn't speak English, Stevie.
2: Yes, that's a good point. But, you know, we could have had him say something.
0: I don't know. Maybe he's very busy. You never thought about that. But he's really, really amazing because uh, we send him a lot of questions from our ambassadors and he answers them all in one day, the entire day with Stevie.
2: Yeah, he's ready to kill me by the end of the day, but that's another <laughs> that matter. Yeah. But it is actually, you know, we used to not have Italian wine audience, like Italian wine followers. But since Shinsa, and the segment is called Everybody Needs a Bit of Shinsa, like his last name, Science. And we've had a significant increase in Italian wine audience. So we're very grateful. And of course, he's terribly interesting, super geeky. And as Cynthia and Richard, we call them the Shensa whisperers in-house because Shensa speaks a completely different language. We have to translate Shensa into Italian and then Italian into English. It's a two-step process.
5: Somebody recently said, you don't do translations for Scienza, you do interpretation.
2: Yes, absolutely. And Cynthia certainly does that well. So that's Friday. And then Saturday? Saturday, it's your show, On the Road.
0: Oh, yeah, um, I forgot about yeah, that. Yes, so that's where you travel a lot. And now you are traveling <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> then after that, in the afternoon, we have readings from Marco Gandini. And he's reading the Unplugged book. All right, so
2: we're reading the entire book for those who are too cheap or too lazy to buy the book. Of course, the Under Road series is a video podcast in a skinnier version on Mama Jumbo Shrimp, which is our sister channel. So it's a, we have a lot of things going on. And then finally, ta-da, the next generation with Victoria Cheche, Julia Stocchetti, McKenna Cassidy, the three musketeers. It all started with Victoria, Victoria, otherwise known as, of course, Slutty Spaghetti. Victoria, tell us about yourself. Can you introduce yourself to our audience who may not follow you already?
5: (laughs) Hi, I am... Slutty spaghetti, more formally known as Victoria Chacha. Or is it the opposite? I am a Italian-American gal, originally from New Jersey. Hmm. How do I describe myself? I was hoping we just
2: stick with slutty spaghetti and keep some mystery. It says here, food and beverage storyteller whose curiosity somewhere deep in a bowl of pasta. That sounds good to me.
5: Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, that's me. I mean, I am a food and beverage writer. I like to explore everything in and beyond the bowl of pasta and make you laugh at the same time. So,
2: yeah, she has a very quirky sense of humor. So, go check out her profile. It's Slutty Spaghetti if you haven't done that already. And then we've recruited Julia Stocchetti. She's our in house WSET diploma holder. Ciao, Julia.
0: Hello. Ciao a tutti. It's so nice to be here with you today. So excited about that.
2: You're new, fairly new to the group. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Very short.
3: So very short. I'm on this earth to spread the love of wine, to pour the wine to other people because often they are thirsty. So God told me, please, Julia, give all the people something to drink. But it must be good wines.
2: You didn't say that when I interviewed. You sound like a cult. Freak.
3: <laughs> no, I'm just a woman on a mission, Stevie, pouring good wines and enjoying wines.
2: Okay, excellent. And Julia, she pitches in for the next generation series as well, interviewing younger people in the wine world. And then we have McKenna, who's not with us. Is that correct, Leica? Uh,
0: she's not here. She's not responding.
2: Okay, it's okay. So McKenna is also Italian wine ambassador. Victoria, I don't know if you met McKenna. She is from New Jersey, too. She's not from New Jersey, actually. I know her. I interviewed her back in during Vinitaly. Yes, that's so exciting. So she's now working with the group Gallo. She just got acclimated as the Italian wine ambassador this year during Vinitaly. And she's slowly inching herself into the group. So we're going to do this folks. What I wanted to do was to kind of do an overview of the segments that you are conducting, you're moderating. If it's possible for each one of you, I actually don't know how long this session is going to last. Maybe we can do it in two parts. But I would like to maybe go over the highlights, maybe give us like three top highlights of the year from your segments. We did the book, by the way, the book that we did last year, it got reviewed on Jansen's Robinson. Did you see
4: that, Mark? No, I didn't see that.
2: Oh, Leica, you have to send him the review. Yeah. Besides we misspelled forward, but that's you know, that's kinda of embarrassing. But besides that, she's so kind and she gave us a lot of love for our wine democracy book. So you see someone's reading it.
4: Wow, well, that's fabulous.
2: Yeah. So in lieu of a book this year, I thought it would be a good idea just for us to share with our audience kind of the highlights of the each series. So why don't we start with Juliana? Tell us also like, you know, the format.
3: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I took over for Steve Ray back in March to bring a business style Yeah. Ciao, Steve. Yeah. Thank you, Steve, for passing on the reins. We missed you. Uh, To take over a segment that was to focus on the uh, more B2B topics, as well as a focus in the U.S. market. So I came up with the title Masterclass U.S. Wide Market, because we know there's a lot of intricacies to working the market in the U.S. with the 50 states and Tide House and Three Tier and all these legal and technical things that wine marketers and anyone selling one in the U.S. need to know about. So I really wanted to give people a lot of knowledge and information that was tangible in each of the episodes. So I borrowed Stevie from you with the format in terms of starting with what the three key learning objectives or takeaways for the episode are. And then those kind of frame the questions as well. And then, you know, I tried to really reiterate throughout the episode the key takeaways and questions that we focused on. One of my first interviews with Jermaine Stone, he's the creator of Wine and Hip Hop at the Wine and Hip Hop Festival. And the topic there was how can Italian wine reach more multicultural audiences in the U.S. market? So, you know, our three key takeaways were something like, you know, what Italian wine categories are trending with black drinkers in the U.S.? What are some ways in which wine brands and companies can reach new audiences? So those are the types of questions I asked Jermaine. And then, you know, again, at the end of the episode, we reiterate what the key takeaways and learnings were. So I think that the format for me has been working well, at least in terms of how I structure the questions.
2: No, I love it. I I absolutely love it. I mean, if you were to just do the episodes for me, I'm happy. Because I learned so much. It's very informative. It's very punctual. And it summarizes the current state of the art. I love it. So I think it's a great series. Congratulations, Julian. Thanks so much. Who are the other two kind of favorites of this year? that come to mind?
3: Yeah, great question. You know, Dan Petroski was definitely a standout for me. So much so that Stevie, we brought him in to Wine to Wine just last month and had him.
2: Yeah, he's amazing. It's so enthralling just to listen to him.
3: It is. Yeah, he has a different background than a lot of winemakers. He started his career in advertising and publishing in New York City with Time Inc. When it comes to branding and marketing, at it with a, a different lens. And I'd say a different lens than much of the wine industry And he's not afraid to push buttons. He's not afraid to make bold, brash statements and take a position. And that's what I really admire about Dan. Uh, And I think also he's done something very intentional with his brand, massacre in emulating the Italian lifestyle. And it was just purchased by Gallo in August. So I guess he did something right. So Dan's episode was great. He talked to us about the history of Italian grape varieties in California, which I thought was super interesting to learn about that history and kind of hear that. There were actually a lot more Italian grapes planted, you know, earlier in the 20th century. And a lot of them have largely gone away today in favor of Cabernet and and Chardonnay. My takeaway from that is we're letting the Italians make the Italian wine, which I'm in favor of.
2: So I think just a couple of things. First of all, I think we will put on the show notes like uh, all of the episodes that the mods are talking about if that's possible, when you when you publish the episode so that they can go back and listen to some of these episodes. And the other thing I wanted to shout out for Rebecca Lawrence, who was the previous moderator for Voices, and she's now currently working with, of course, Jermaine Stone, the wine hip-hop dude that you were talking about.
3: Yes, she is. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Another favorite episode for me... I really like talking to Amanda McCrossin and Kristen Reitzel actually at wine to wine because they did a presentation on influencer marketing. And I think, you know, influencer marketing is still a space that a lot of wineries have questions about the value of it and how it works and you know, what the real ROI is on it. And I think Amanda being an influencer herself at Somme Vivant is her handle. And Kristen being a senior level marketer for Jackson Family Wines, I think gave really tangible advice about influencer marketing and about how it works, why you should be doing it. And I thought they were great because they were very specific about how much it costs, how to do it, how to set up contracts, what the ROI is with influencer marketing. So I thought they also did a a great job there.
2: Okay. So that's fantastic. Juliana, how do you pick your, I suppose, your interviewees?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Now that the podcast is going you know, it's ninth month or so. I am getting inbound requests from some people from LinkedIn and different, you know, by email as well with guests and suggestions for people. Sometimes I'm getting suggestions as well from this group and the Italian Wine Podcast team of people who would be better suited for a business style interview or segment. I'm also sometimes going to friends of mine and colleagues in the industry. You know, I find that the dynamic when I talk to somebody that I have a personal relationship with is just a little more more friendly and engaged just because there's already that familiarity with them. So I am going to people that, you know, I admire in the industry and that I've worked with in some capacity. Um, but really I'm, I'm looking for people that can give different perspectives on this topic of the U.S. wide market from marketers and communicators, but also I've talked to importers, salespeople Sommeliers educators you know I had a great interview with Karen McNeil, who's such a legend and, and her interview was fascinating as well.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely
3: yeah, she was really fascinating yeah that's how I'm looking at at the guests
2: and I think the great advantage of having a podcast is like Karen McNeil, for example, she's almost unapproachable in terms of her speaker' fee, set her up because she's so big. But I think, you know, with the podcast, they can spare half an hour, right? They're incredibly generous, like even Dan Petrosky, incredibly generous with their expertise and their knowledge. So I think those are great, great episodes. And it is a great value add
4: for our audience.
2: Okay. All right. So let's go on to
4: Tuesday, our friend Mog. Well, hi, Stevie again. My show is Wine, Food and Travel, which is such an enjoyable topic. I mean, who wouldn't like just meeting people and talking to them about where they are? And I really want each episode to take our listeners to the precise spot where my interviewee is, mainly Italian wine producers, but I've also had some wonderful conversations with authors, uh, some world-famous wine writers, with people in the food world. But primarily, I'm I'm meeting wine producers and they're taking me into their world. They're taking our listeners there and telling us about the wines, about their philosophies, but also about the foods of their area, the foods of their locality, their favorite foods that pair well with their wines. And also it's important to find out about wine hospitality and what our listeners can expect if they visit them. So it's a fun, fun conversation.
2: Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, I, you know, every time I listen to your episode, you get what you call in Italian, acolina, right? Like, I'm just dying to eat the food that you're describing, you know? But other than that, some of your episodes have, of course, great, great listens, and like Marilena Grifoni, for example. By the way, for our, our listeners, we are changing our platform because there are some kinks with SoundCloud. So our primary aggregator was SoundCloud. We are now going on to Spotify. Our entire team is working tirelessly to do this. So just be a little patient. I mean, you will get everything wherever you get your pods, but our main aggregator is going to be going through some changes. So tell us who were your kind of the favorites this year that come to mind.
4: Oh, so many. I've had such great conversations and as I say it's a real joy to to meet people some of whom I've known for many many years and some of whom I've, you know, I've only met through the podcasts. I have to say one of my favorite conversations wasn't with a wine producer it was with a wine writer who I've long admired and who I think is perhaps the greatest wine writer in the English language, Hugh Johnson. And that came about through this wonderful collaboration with the Academy Duvan Library, which gave me the opportunity to speak to some really, really great wine writers.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes. You had a stab at some of the greatest wine personalities of all time.
4: Absolutely. And Hugh, you know, is somebody I've admired for so long. I remember first reading his World Encyclopedia of Wine in the 1970s. And, you know, he was somebody, he is somebody that that takes his readers' places, that puts wine in a cultural context. And so it was really interesting to just have a a nice conversation with him, going back to how he started in wine, how he became interested in wine, and uh, how. His approach is and how wine and wine drinking and wine drinkers have evolved over the 50 years that he's been working in wine because it has been such an evolution and a continuing evolution.
5: I have to say, I'm going to jump in here because I had the great privilege of sort of moderating that call between Mark and Hugh. And everybody really should listen to that episode. It's like listening to two longtime friends talk over sort of their experiences in wine. It's it's quite personal, and there's a lot of information. You're both really knowledgeable. And it was just a really delightful conversation between two people who know what they're talking about really well.
4: Oh, Thanks, Cynthia. It was a real joy to speak to him. I only wish we'd had a glass of wine to share while we were talking. How old is he now? Oh, he's in his 80s. He's in his 80s, but still very lively and such a, so well-spoken, so articulate. And he's always been a writer that, he's a writer who happens to write about wine. He writes beautifully and he speaks beautifully too.
2: Well, there are many bunch of authors that you interviewed for the Académie Duvain library series. By the way, our books are also distributed by Académie Duvain now. So that, that was a great... um thing that happened you
4: can find it everywhere yeah that's a great collaboration because they produce some great books
2: yeah this is what i love about you know the wine community right because it's very you know niche in a way but also very community driven very supportive right so and it'll happen actually I must add, it all happened because Leica was the social media manager for Academy Duvam. <sighs>
0: Yes, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I was working with Hermione and Gyeongye. And then so they started attending to podcasts and, you know, having their authors interviewed in podcasts. And so I was thinking maybe it's good to connect the two of them. So it was really nice that. So I was just proposing like just having one as a, as a guest. And then Stevie taught about the bigger project.
2: Yeah, I'm a bulldozer, as you know. Think big. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, but that was great. You see, I mean, like And like you met Hermione for the first time when she came to uh, Vinitali. You hadn't even met her before.
0: Yes, yes. We were just always remotely working together. So it was really nice because you gave her the opportunity to be part of the five stars judge. And it was really nice to see her in
2: person. And she came back for Wine to Wine with Adam. It was great. Were there any other episodes that struck you as very special or fun
4: or... In the course of the year or in the Academy de Van Library?
2: No, no, in course of the year.
4: Oh, yes, yeah, so many. I have to mention Piero Mastro Berardino mm-hmm. from, of course, the famous Mastro Berardino Winery. I actually traveled to Irpinia to interview him because I wanted to learn more about the, you know, the generation's old story of the Mastro Berardino family. What was interesting going around the family museum with with Piero was how Mastro Berardino family were so early in being entrepreneurs in taking Italian wine around the world. We're going back to the years just after Italian unification and the family was already beginning to export to America and to further afield. But Piero also talked about the post-war years when the winery had been destroyed completely and his father Antonio had to rebuild everything and decided to firmly base the future of the company on the great native grape varieties of Campania, such as Alianico, Greco and Fiano, and how the company built from there. And that led us to a discussion about a really interesting project, which was the Villa dei Misteri project, whereby a vineyard was actually planted. In fact, a number of vineyards over the years were planted within Pompeii following The actual training systems that were used by the Romans, the grapes were harvested and a magnificent wine was made. So uh, that was wonderful to learn that story and actually to taste that wine with Piero.
2: Okay. Is there anybody on your radar, like, you know, for 24, I really, really, really would love to interview this person.
4: There are a lot of people that I would love to interview, and I've I've got a list of them. Some of them are, will be in my book, which is called Italy in a Wine Glass. So it tells a story of Italy through wine, and I, I, that's what you know really interests me, Stevie, is how Italian wine and Italian wine podcast is such a great vehicle for this. It allows Italian wine producers to tell their story, but it's a story that's so rich. It's a story that really goes back, it can go back 2,000 years, or it can be a story that is about the future. So, you know, there's so many fascinating stories that link directly to events, to history, to people. I love exploring that side of Italian wine.
2: Tell us a, also a little bit, just a small preview of your book, what that's all about. What is it called? When is it coming out? You said April. How long is it? How many producers?
4: It's a long book, actually. It's taken me three years to write. It's called Italy in a Wine Glass, The Taste of History. And basically, I tell the story of Italy from the Greeks to lockdown and beyond through wine, with chapters that have wines directly linked to historical periods, to personalities such as Federico Secondo or Pellegrino Artuzzi, who was the father of Italian home cooking, who helped nation build through the stomach, because this was right after unification. And there wasn't yet a sense of an Italian nation. And uh, he did that through food. And also, he was a lover of wine. And so there's so many stories uh, that go right through you know, to wine and crime, which are links to stories about, uh, you know, the Cento Passi wine project, where grapes are grown on lands confiscated from organized crime, cooperative social enterprise. About 90 wines in the book, 90 wines that help to tell the story of Italy from antiquity to even to beyond, to the future, looking to the future.
2: Fantastic. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to, of course, your Tuesday series, your travel. I recruited you in the beginning because also you add that food element besides Slutty Spaghetti to the show, which we really, really love. So thank you for doing that. It is definitely a labor of love. And since
4: Clubhouse, it would come a long way. Yeah, it's been a long way, but I do love it. So thank you for the opportunity.
2: Thank you for your commitment and passion. So we hope to also help promote your book coming in 2024. That would be great.